little girls. This seems to say. Do you? Do you? But Robert Ford would only lay on the floor and look at the ceiling, the light going out of his eyes, before he could find the right words. What made you think I'm crazy? Okay then. Okay then. Okay then. Whatever are you doing? Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Marina Gorski. And I'm Mick Jordan. And on this episode, guys, we're going to talk a bit about Netflix and what we've been watching, and um, which is the same thing. <laughs> Basically, it's pre- well, pre-agreed. It is the idea of the yeah, podcast is yeah. that we will watch the same thing. Yeah. Um, so we'll start off. Um, yeah, we will talk about three, like a film and two series, basically. And I think one of the films that is trending, which is The Grey Man. Yeah. Uh, with Ryan Gosling and Anna de Armas and... Um, What's your man's name from Fargo as well? Oh, Bobby. Oh, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. And Chris I, keep, I keep looking at him and calling him um, something Bobby, like Bobby, you know, Bobby Brown. So I keep thinking in my head it's Bobby Brown. It's obviously not Bobby Brown. So Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, why I thought Bobby. Well, Brown. there's a Bob in there. So it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily There's a lot of bees. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, and then Chris Evans. Yeah, obviously a few other people. But um, so yes, yeah, so we're gonna talk about that what did you think um well i thought i saw i have notes as well i'm just getting my Ooh. notes out well they're very rough as you can see all in envelopes you really scrawled well no been mainly because i watched it um about two weeks ago oh, okay. and so i just quickly fast forward through it again last night to remind myself of this because i couldn't remember hardly any of it because it's so forgettable yeah because it's like everything else it's like money or bullet train because i yes. just after bullet train i said i said oh no not it's like even early on there's this high octane action sequence in a plane where he fights in a plane and then and the plane there's starts falling apart there's always a plane oh. why is there always a plane like we have that with um, uh, Mission Impossible Mission Impossible does that every film yeah but they do well no but still uh, no, but, but, like oh, it's oh, overdone yeah. is my point like they had the, this one I know I asked you what you think and <laughs> I'm going on a rant <laughs> but they've done this so many times in every like every it, this one just took just like Bullet Train every opportunity to put something cliche in it yeah and action it. cliche yeah like they did the stuff from Born where you, you saw him huge born. amount of Born yeah Born Born what? huge amount of Born you're the one who yeah. brought up Born <laughs> I said huge amount of Born it just sounds like Born this is where your mind is yeah we should use that as like the little um, phrase marketing piece to get people to listen to this one huge amount of porn I mean born <laughs> that's good to sell our podcast yeah a photograph of the two of us filled with porn ever said take one look at me fuck off <laughs> <laughs> we're clear of that then you see all the police coming oh yeah then <laughs> surrounded <laughs> surrounding us anyway yeah so we've seen that a lot anyway go on because I, I know I was going to well, take over there well this is what I've said about the plane thing is that when they're done in Mission Impossible and other things, they're good because they're not CGI. This is just pure CGI. You're watching; it's just impossible to film this or stages or anything like that. So you know it's CGI. So does that? And also, as I said, yeah, it's cliche after cliche. Yeah. Everything in it is just—it's boring. Yeah. When they do all these action pieces, I have no problem with action sequences in films when they're done well, as they are 
always done in the Mission Impossible films. I always enjoyed the Mission Impossible enjoyed the Bourne films, which had a lot of action set pieces as well. Yeah. Because they're done with imagination and they're not just they're actually part of the plot. Yeah. This is just move from one action sequence to another and basically the film stops we have an action sequence it's like a musical yeah basically we stop the film have a fight move on to the next part yeah. of the plot and they're so ridiculous like because there's these action scenes that happen that shouldn't happen like remember towards the end where he's um, he, know, he knows one of the killers one of his assassins is on the tram going by yeah and he shoots at the tram Therefore, attracting attention to everyone on the tram, no, no, no. like all the other killers, that uh, he's there. Exactly. No, but also, um, what was that Prague scene? Oh my God, that town was destroyed. Yeah, I was thinking exactly that. The, the arrogance yeah. of these people, these American assassins and CIA and whatever, coming in there and destroying yeah. this town. This town survived the Second World War. Yeah. Like, have you seen Anthropoid? Like, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> the, I, I, I was, I was actually annoyed at that, and I was like. Even the way he talked to the police, like you, you might want to get everyone cleared out of here, and they're yeah. like, "No, you don't tell us what to do." It's our country. Yeah, and then Being and then foreigner. No, but also like what always annoys me as well is that you're underestimating their police. There was a bomb in a in this building that the poli- the first one that the police surrounded, where that Ma- Margaret woman was, right? Already from there, you imagine um, SWAT teams will be involved straight away. It was a bomb. The, the mm-hmm. under they underestimated it so much in the film, like they always do with Europeans. Of course. Um, that oh yeah, the, the local little policemen in their little police uniforms are gonna go after uh, Ryan Gosling. No, the SWAT would have been there. People, other people, government bodies would have been told about a bomb in a building, whatever building it is, and the fact that this man was chased by the police. Then, like the whole town would stop just to get this man. And not like still have the oh the people in the in the in the I don't know the center plaza that, that was there and then the fact that it was still the little police fighting against the SWAT of the ever <laughs> of the of the CIA or whatever the fuck yeah. like what oh it's the arrogance of it yeah it's like this is just so beyond like far fetched it's like this would never ha- obviously most action films as it is a bit like oh obviously this isn't it's for the action and the entertainment. But this this just went too far. I was like, you're really underestimating that that country's policing well, it's, system. Well, it's, <laughs> it's insulting it. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but it does it all the time. They did it in 24 when they had a, a special um, season of it in London. And the British police were useless. It was all the Americans who solved the day. Yeah. And, so, and I, was, I would love to make a film where an Irish... Um, Secret Service squad arrive in New York and they show those bloody cops how things are done in Ireland. Oh, we don't need guns. No, we don't need that nonsense. Heads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Headbutt and everything. You know. It's, oh, Come it's, here and let me jig on your head. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now you're going into stereotypes oh, there, you foreigner. But that's what I thought we were doing. No. No. no this would say is that. This no, said, but it's like by using your stereotype to crush the other police. Okay. It's back. like exactly. It's like yeah, you stereotype me. Now my stereotype is killing you. You know that kind of thing. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, but we're agreed. <laughs> Throw pints of Guinness at them. <laughs> okay. No, we don't waste beer here. <laughs> I just let you go on. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Dig your grave further and further. I've got your citizenship sorted out yet. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this will be played at your application form. I have to give you a reference. I know a guard. <laughs> I'm protected. <laughs> yeah, um, it's just it was. I'll just add to that. Um, 
because the other thing I really didn't like about this film is obviously there's loads of stereotypes but it's the characters as well like Bullet Train every character is a character a cliche character yeah so it's like there is Anna Darmus who is a, a typical woman who wants to fight who wants the guns and is there to save his ass and he doesn't want that yeah. but it's like it's that you know there's that relationship there and then there's Chris Evans who has the, who's the cool moustache man yeah the moustache is still there so just, he looks like Mosley yeah, no, Oswald Mosley the yeah. fascist but it's also like and then he delivers these witty little lines and it's just you know it's so ridiculous and the way the hard drive is on a fucking necklace and you're like oh my god <laughs> like honestly <laughs> it's not just, even encrypted yeah like. and they're in this historic building where they're, they they have cameras everywhere and the amount of pe- how they have that many people working for them I'll never understand in these films like the, it oh, just yeah. it's just people after people coming to kill and then as you kill them off it's like more it's like a zombie apocalypse film because there's more and more of these killers but you, you look at Chris Evans and you're like why don't you do it yourself if yeah. you're so good and you enjoy it so much is the emphasis of it yeah and your little game that you keep you know mentioning and you know it's just everything is just, just so like oh and the way he went about the torture as well well he grabbed your man's ears and then he was like I just thought of that now and then he grabbed the pliers and he did the things with the nails and I'm like well you didn't think of that because that's been a method of torture for ages now for decades yeah. centuries you can't take credit for that and <laughs> if I was sitting on that chair I'd be like you can't take credit for this <laughs> you didn't think of this but yeah it's just a lot of that and like the w- water scenes jumping in the water and, and like fires everything was just like oh my god you've seen this so many times before basically but like the one thing I did enjoy the the and and uh, this is one of the main reasons because there's a Brazilian actor in it which is the guy who is kind of um, who hides Ryan Gosling in the well oh yeah and not, it's not a well it becomes a well but he okay. is he's a Brazilian actor he did Narcos right uh, I love him he's a brilliant actor but that scene I actually enjoyed because it was Ryan Gosling trying to get out of that which made it more enjoyable and get out of the well or yeah get, okay, and yeah. everything he did there was kind of like okay that's a bit creative and that's fun to watch and see him trying to get out of that but then everything after that was kind of like yeah well yeah, I mean whatever. I would agree in that regard like I just when I was fast forwarding through I just fast forward through that entire bit because as soon as he appears this Brazilian actor like he's this stereotype of this falling apart clothes yeah and he's this eccentric guy. Yeah. and I said oh fuck that well there's but, all of them and then oh, yeah. the, the one that uh, the, the Margaret woman who's this real like kind of Judy Dench type character from yeah the 007 films where she's like you know she's a veteran in this and she knows everything and she's yeah. everything prepared however cancer's got to her and she's been given to and it's just the way the conversation goes where yeah. someone looks at her and says how long they've given me three months and it's like shut the fuck <laughs> up like surprising to give you less because honestly like it's just and she looks perfectly okay yes <laughs> she's not, it's not deteriorating but it is like the that. type of person where Will I spoil it? Uh, no. Okay, this no. One, because I want someone to watch it. Well, no, I mean, you're hosting. You decide whether you want to spoil it or not. Well, I will. Okay. So okay. <laughs> I'm joking. No, no I no. won't. But they're like, it's it's the okay. Fuck it. You know, like it's just it's a type of character then that you know is just going to sacrifice themselves in a little bit because they've nothing oh, else yeah. to live for. So it's that kind of thing of like they have to put a character in there, like a martyr that's just going to be, you know, I don't know this. I don't know I just I just I don't like it and I still don't like for some reason 
I don't like the way they keep portraying women in these films either. Well, like, listen, well, the two, like, as I said, what's her name? Anna Darmas. Yeah. Like, first of all, her first appearance where she's wearing a wallpaper suit. Yeah. Like, it's just so ridiculous. So yeah. th- immediately you're attracted to this atten- attention-seeking type yeah. attitude of the film. And then, yeah, as I said, she's the cool sidekick. Yeah. And meanwhile, you've got the other woman who is, I wrote down her name. Who was part of the CIA. Yeah, but always wanted to hold Chris Evans back. Yeah. Um, Jessica Henwick yeah. is the actress. Um, but she was the most a, sensible but one that's there. The po- but that's the point, is that she's, therefore, she's boring. Yeah. Like, she's portrayed, because she's always thought, this has just gone too far. Yeah. And say, yeah, that's not far enough, we need more excitement. Yeah. Oh, but I would say. And it was her fault that all of this was happening. Well, yeah, I mean, there was that too, like, but her fault in that the person she worked for was a bad guy anyway. Well, yes, yeah. but at the same time, that yeah, that they make out that that was all her fault. And even Chris Evans keep mentioning it constantly. Yeah. And then you have the little girl. You always oh, have a little God. girl. <laughs> so ironic because I watched that and immediately after it, I was watching... The woman who lives across the yeah. road. There's a little girl in that too. It's very well. Yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah, we, we'll we'll get to that. to that one. But like, well, it's just, yeah, it's, I actually find it um, ridiculous. And even the fact that they were like, she has a pacemaker and then immediately goes on to shooting everyone oh, in yeah. front of her. And that's, one of and I like, that. that's one of the notes I have there while watching it was, she has a heart condition. <laughs> and there's all these mayhem going yeah. on around her. Buildings falling around her. But I think, I only think they gave her a heart condition so that we'd sympathise with the reason why Fitzroy, which is um, Billy, Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton's character, would look after her because they're really all hard men. But if it's a little girl, your heart melts for them. You know that kind of way? Oh. And I think then they give her this other condition just to make it more. And you're like, but make it make sense then. Because if she has a heart condition and you're blowing up things in front of her, that girl would have died. Oh yeah, of, of, was long ago. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> I mean, <laughs> as soon as he appeared, well, if we just a gunshot. Yeah. <laughs> Bang, gone. Yeah, no, or just uh, the image of him kid- kidnapping her would already have been enough for her to probably yeah. die. Like, oh, anyway, right, we'll move on. Well, I would just say um, when you mentioned because I mentioned her a few times Margaret and the woman who yeah. with cancer, like that's what killed me when I saw her. That's Alfred Woodard. Like you've seen her in so many other yeah. things as well, and she is superb actress. Yeah, everything like even in her scenes in this, she's good. Yeah, and I was just watching because I first saw her in a film called Passion Fish, which is from 1992. I highly, highly recommend that to everyone. And I know it's, it's a low-budget indie film, and it just occurred to me. I just checked on IMDb. This film cost $200 million to make, oh, and it's boring piece of crap, ultimately. Yeah. And Passion Fish cost $3 million, and it's one of the best films ever made. Yeah. I mean, 70 times the yeah. price. Yeah, so it's just... That's yeah. my conclusion. That's anyway. Everyone watch Passion Fish, no one watch this. Yeah, if you can exactly. Um, right, so we'll move on to. I want to leave the woman who lived across the road in the window, whatever, whatever, <laughs> to last. Okay, I can um, So, yes, so we'll talk about now the most hated man on the internet, which is a documentary series, basically, on Netflix about. I forgot his name. I knew I was going to forget his Hunter name. Hunter something or other? Yes. Hunter Moore, is it? Or yeah. So, people, and I'm sorry, but people my age will remember him. I never heard of him before. Um, from the era of, I think it just, Twitter had just started, um, you know, Tumblrs and all that kind of stuff, blogs. Um, I think it was around, when was it around 2000 and, what was it, five, 2006 yeah. or something like that. And this guy basically set up a website for revenge porn. 
in that way, isn't it? Like, I think people would send them... So if you took a picture of yourself, say, a sexy picture, and send it to your boyfriend, and then your boyfriend... And then you broke up with your boyfriend, your boyfriend would send that picture to Hunter, I think, and you'd yeah. be aired there. And this guy was crazy, wasn't he? Oh, like, he's scum. Like, psychotic. Like, just... Some people, men, um, some people are just unreal when it comes to these things. Like, are women, do we ever get a day of peace? No, we don't. And even back then, like... Are you ever going to stop talking, woman? No, I'm sorry. sorry you go on. What did you no, think of <laughs> You see, this is why, because you just surrender to us, men. Yes. Carry on. I'll use this against you. Don't worry. It's all part of a plan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it, I watching that just angered me. And I watched it with um, my SO. And, <laughs> and um, we really enjoyed it. Um, and because that person really likes watching the same documentaries as I do. But it really angered us. Like, Oh, it I angered was, me. I was, I wanted to punch him. I wanted to do more than that. Yeah. Like, I was watching it. This is the thing. He deserves it's, a beating. Like, he actually deserves to be beaten up. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it's hard to re- review it without talking about the content rather than the program itself. Yeah. Like, I was conscious. I said, oh, we're going to talk about it. So, I would yeah. just quickly get to it. It's very well done. It's a very well put together series. Yeah. It's three parts. And it's always compelling and yeah. it's never sensationalist or anything. No. It, it doesn't, it's a certain amount in that it shows some of the photographs blurred or whatever. Yeah. So you just get, there's a certain titillation yeah. about that. But ultimately, particularly as a man watching it, you're not getting any thrill from that. The no. thrill you get about is him being brought to justice. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. And he is, but it's striking because you can see this sort of culture is still prevalent in America it's what happened with Trump mm. it's that whole culture of men will be men sort of attitude yeah. and um, being uh, um, evil as fuck yeah is cool yeah and but isn't even he a cool the, dude yeah, for doing all this yeah but even care. blaming even blaming the women well you shouldn't oh, yeah. have been doing and that yeah, and, yeah, and, like, and you see women me? saying that like did yeah. you see it was and of course it was Fox News but you just see some woman well if you're going to post those photographs like one of the main victims had not sent this to anyone. She'd sent it to herself. Yeah. Her own email because, and this is why you should never send anything on the internet of any kind that you don't want other, anyone to see. Is That's like polarizer are the way to go. <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> they always were. <laughs> They've been there since the 70s. But the, the thing is, is that the fact that this was all justified as being, oh, isn't he cool? Yeah, and like he became so popular, and he was yeah. always doing um, DJing and these cameos and, and these old, parties and stuff. Yeah, and, and like, uh, girls swanning all over him and so on. And it's just that if someone is a bad boy yeah. and an utter swine, and is cool about it, yeah, then it's okay. And it's just and it's a backlash. I mean, this is what I say. It's happening now in America. There's a backlash against me too on this basis. Yeah. That this is our men and say, yeah, we want to be rebels and wild and yeah. treat women like shit and so on. And it's just enraging yeah. to watch it. Where I was delighted he did get prison. Yes. He got in prison there, but I mean, not enough. And he's still out there. Well, the thing is, things. this continues to happen, obviously. But it's just obvi- that that's one that has just been. I don't know aired now like not aired now but at the time obviously it was a big thing but like even watching him 
do you remember seeing that bit where he was on the news explaining himself and the mother called in? Yeah. And how he just kind of changed immediately. And you're looking at that and I was like, if I was that mother, I swear to God, like I would just be so angry. And she, fair play to her. Because she kept going after him like nonstop and putting herself out there because she... Like she got threats, I think. Oh, she yeah, got like all did. this kind of shit because she was protecting her daughter. Yeah. And fair play to her for not shaming her daughter for doing it because the, the immediate kind of reaction from people, especially at that time, was, "Well, why did you post that?" Yeah. You know that kind of way. And even on the uh, on Twitter as well, you see all the tweets coming in saying, "Oh, but your daughter's just a disgusting slut. Yeah. She deserves this." And that's like, and this still happens. Oh, of course. When girls are like, I'll just use an example, okay. Um, Because I see it through my Twitter Um, Obviously I post about Chelsea or whatever I don't post pictures I I rarely post pictures of myself If I do it's in a jersey or something like that But there are accounts on Twitter Of girls who Have these football Twitters And they post obviously sexy pictures uh, Central pictures with the jerseys Or like scarves Just a scarf And you know Twitter now Not uh, filtering anything the okay. content well they do have like an adult content thing but if your twitter is an adult twitter and you're okay with seeing the content you see everything there's penises there's every- like you it's actually porn nearly okay. you can see porn you can see people masturbating if you want that on kind twitter. of stuff on twitter yeah um so but these girls the amount of they only get two reactions right <laughs> either it's the disgusting creepy people who think that they're going to get something from them by saying oh you look hot or whatever or yeah. the people who are shaming them for doing that and making money off of it and it's like they'll never leave them alone it's like, it, yeah. I, I don't understand because they, they'll still enjoy that they'll still look at it enjoy it uh, sorry for the wording but wank to it or whatever but then they'll go and shame them for it yeah. and it's like I just find it angering I just really find it. and it's back to that whole situation still like in porn or whatever or even in films when you see in films sex scenes they'll show the women fully naked but they'll never show a penis they'll show tits but they won't show a penis unless it's European unless it's European yeah. film yeah well, okay yeah back, back to the Amer- yeah. the other way around is the other yeah. way around. Like, I'm, especially I'm, French um, yeah <laughs> French <laughs> films are everywhere. the way to go <laughs> yeah you see nothing but penises all yeah, over the place but they sexualize the girls so much oh, yeah. that once they take ownership of their sexuality like and, and actually want to show that make money off it like good for them if they do it's their own choice but then they're shamed for it it's like no we want your body on our terms you know, we want to see your body. We want your body exposed, but on our terms, you know. So, like, we want to see you in porn, but God forbid you post a picture of yourself online. in a, Yourself, not a porn company or whatever, you'll be shamed for it. But it's like, but you watch porn. How fucking hypocritical are you? You're shaming that girl mm-hmm. for posting a picture in a bikini. But yet at night you go, you know, in your mother's house, you're under the duvet and you're watching porn. You're watching that and you're appreciating that taking it to your own benefit and then you're shaming that girl it's just it's angering it actually is this culture is so frustrating oh well it's but it's I would say it's a generational thing and I don't mean it's just the current generation it's been going on for years because also on Netflix just as a side issue there's um, Woodstock 99 you've seen that I still need to watch that but I would just say one thing on that that first of all it was a uh, money making rip off in Mm. its own way 
but the people at it because and this was 20 years ago I think it was I think it was oh no it was 99 what am I saying yeah. but so it's a generation younger than me but still they're not the current young generation mm-hmm. but the people there were scum as well in yeah. terms of men like that because there was a lot of sexual assault yeah and and, and you could see it in, like the men were being really aggressive on the same basis of your man of the hunter yeah. way of doing things of says because they're angry young men so therefore they're entitled yeah. to be brutal yeah. to everyone else and you see that in there and it just was so contrasting to the actual Woodstock of 1969 yeah. where that would not have been tolerated there was yeah. no need for police or supervision because the people there were all about peace and love yeah. and being hippies and everyone slags them off now no that was the way to be because yeah. this is what the alternative is and yeah. this was what's coming up all the time and it's all happened from the 80s on it's the whole Reagan era everything of yeah. and Thatcher in a is me 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 yeah. is what it's all about and it's become and when men cotton on to that particularly young men they just get so aggressive yeah. and so entitled and it's horrific yeah yeah so so yeah, it is interesting as in especially as an an educational in an educational point of view, I'd say I'd definitely recommend people watching it. Like it's actually very interesting. Yeah. Um more people need to to watch it and see that side of things um, because it is really frustrating and disgusting. But it, but it's and also I mean it's uplifting in that they triumph. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I mean the whole point the very fact it's called the most hated man on the internet yeah. shows a lot. It yeah. means that there is there's a lot of people supporting but there's a lot of people hating it. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Not to encourage hate but Certain people uh, well, deserve. certain people do deserve it. Like that—that's the kind of certain attitudes there. Yeah. Deserve it. Um, right. So we'll move on now to—I can never say the full name of the series. The woman who lived across the girl in the window. <laughs> across the girl. In the, the woman who lived in the who lived the woman who lived across the street from the girl in the window. Or is it the woman who lived in the house across the street from the girl in the window? Oh, very good. Well, I'll be watching it again. I watched six of them last night. <laughs> and very fast forward through. Um, so, you can tell you by, like by mixed excitement. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you see, really I, 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 I was watching this. When I first came across this months ago, mm. when it was released, I was just watching the first episode. And I just said, oh, I have to recommend this yeah. to Marina. And you finally got around to watching it. Yes. And I watched them all at once. All, one all after all the all other. Eight. Yeah. One after the other. And... It's just, it's so good because, and I know, like, Kristen Bell has been doing some very good, like, her choices in, because especially, like, her choices in uh, films and series that she does is very good because it's always something that is a subtle humour. Because the good place. subtle humour is incredible. Yeah, yeah. because the the good place was kind of like a subtle, it, it was funny, they had characters that were funny. But there is a subtle humor in it. And this is just very... Like, if you didn't realize and if you didn't watch the serious film with Amy Adams, which is the girl... The woman in the window. The woman in the window, yeah. <laughs> or maybe the girl in it's, the window. Yeah, it's so confusing. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you didn't watch that, watch that first and then watch this. Okay, so you watched that. I didn't realize you'd seen that as well. I yeah, but that's that's why I, I thought this was hilarious. Because... And it, and it does take... It, it doesn't take itself seriously so don't if you're watching it either because it, it, you won't have punchline moments it's very subtle like yeah. it, it, like the delivery of things like it, one of the things I loved about it was the bingo yeah. everything <laughs> she found out was bingo well especially <laughs> when there was one thing where she just says it, all she says for five minutes yeah. is bingo yeah. she's discovering stuff on the internet yeah. bingo yeah. and then looks at someone bingo yeah. bingo and then it doesn't say for ages and then she says it again when she says it again yeah, it's, it's hilarious yeah, it's, no it's Brilliant! It is. That way. It is. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, everything about it and the fact that she has the fear of rain. Yeah. She it's absolutely... It's so ridiculous. Yeah. But it's still, it's something that people, if you don't realise, you would take it seriously and think, what's wrong with this thing? But it's actually, you have to laugh at it. But every little bit of it is, is funny. The fact that she showed up at... No, the way her child died is... The, what I thought was well, we can give it away because it's yeah. the first episode I will say, like I will say on that when you're saying it's also subtle and you need to watch the, I don't think like I had seen the woman in the window yeah. and I'd read the book yeah. and also of course the girl on the train yeah. and all this crap I think yeah. they're all crap I think but uh, even without that I think you would still find it hilarious it's just there's obviously that extra bit because it's poking fun at them yeah. but I mean in the first episode it's quite clearly the very title tells you it's a joke it's yeah, a yeah but the what reviews were pointing out like one review pointed out said, while I'm enjoying this and it's entertaining and it's getting my mystery appetite going so there is an elephant in the room we need to address there is no way a law enforcement officer will be allowed yeah, to bring his daughter to, to work, work to sit down with a psychiatric killer and a cannibalistic killer and yeah. leave them in the cell. It just wouldn't happen. Of course it wouldn't well, Yeah, obviously. That's the, point. the whole thing of like take your daughter to work yeah. day and the guy is, yeah, this law enforcement person. He's a, a psychiatric, psych, psych, psychiatrist yeah. basically dealing with mass murderers. Yeah, and that he goes in. That I just found that funny. <laughs> that he was and the fact that the husband isn't blamed at all no. and she feels like the blame is all on her because she uh, persuaded him to bring the child <laughs> in in the first place <laughs> but he leaves on her a day that it was raining yeah. and that's why she's but, but you look at, and even the way the mur the this the cannibal guy looked at the child yeah. and he's just <laughs> such a sweet lovable little guy and when he does the polygraph test yeah said have you killed people and eat them no me me <laughs> And he goes, oh, shucks. No, but even the way, even the way then the detective looks at that, the little... Yes, yeah, it's a prize. Uh, and says to Kristen, uh, Kristen, I keep saying Don Snow. It's Kristen Bell. Bell. Kristen Bell, yeah. Uh, looks at Kristen Bell and says, I was on that case. And when we did the polygraph, I knew there was something wrong. Obviously, <laughs> you don't need a polygraph to know there was something wrong with that guy. But like, And then she's looking at the, the, the little heart rate uh, thing that you know draws on the paper and then everything was it it wasn't even moving it should be moving in the first place because there are heartbeats it's just that it's it shows the difference when it goes too quickly then but it wasn't even moving it was like the guy was dead and then suddenly when he says "Uh, have you killed someone no (laughs) and then stops (laughs) it's like it makes no sense but absolutely brilliant and the way um they had this really hot guy come in as well and the cook neighbor. her yeah no and cook her breakfast oh the other guy, <laughs> I just, absolutely well, brilliant. i mean even that like when he arrives and they have sex yeah and it's just sex scene after sex scene and it's very full on yeah very extreme like you don't see anything yeah. but you see their naked backs and they're clearly pumping away yeah and said, but it's all the romantic hallmark music <laughs> and it's supposed to be loving Porn, <laughs> sort of thing. Porn yeah, again. but even the mailman, the yeah. no, the guy, no, the the handyman Mula. fixing, yeah, fixing the the mail for the last how many years? Fifteen <laughs> years. What is it? Like, the fact that you see him in episode one yeah. and he's fixing the mailbox, yeah, and four episodes later, weeks later, he's still, still fixing, fixing the, the same mail. mailbox. And then when she's talking to her husband about him, and he says, "When you hired him five years ago to fix our mailbox." <laughs> No, and then just the fact that this husband takes no responsibility for anything he does, like obviously leaving the child in the cell with with the mass murder, and then he goes, she was because she found out obviously whatever about this Bula guy, and then she's like, um, why did you hire him? 
oh, because he he killed his parents with a fucking... <laughs> or no, no, his entire yeah. family with a claw hammer. With a claw hammer. I oh. thought he needed a second chance. Yeah, <laughs> it's like... You bring the, the the miserable and all the bad things into this family. You're the fucking problem. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> so, but as you said, it's exactly it in that it's all subtle. Yeah. Because as I said, a lot of people, a lot of, because I was reading, I was having great fun reading reviews yeah. on IMDb and so many people thought this was serious. This is what I mean. Yeah. Like, if you don't realise, you have to realise it. the the, the humour. Some, some of the humour isn't that subtle. But like, obviously, if you have seen, especially if you're a... Uh, uh, a film. I, I doubt the film critics would actually write anything about that. They pick it up very quickly. But for people watching it, like, how do you not realize? And it could be if you, if you don't realize, it is a very shite movie. If it did oh, take yeah. itself seriously, it would have been a horrendous well, I movie. I mean, I like, read a review of the last episode, which gave out about how the twist was just so ridiculous. Yeah. That's the point. <laughs> yes. Like that is the whole, and the twist is hilarious. Yeah. It's so ridiculous, <laughs> and the fight at the end yeah. is just brilliant. But. As, as the subtlety of it because there's so many bits in there that you would, aren't even fun, like they, you just pass them by and not realise they're mm-hmm. funny and I, I said it to you before like in the first where she goes to dinner with the father and the daughter for the first yeah. time and the, it cuts to her saying yes I'd love to join you for dinner and the very next scene is the three of them sitting around the table roaring laughing Yeah. and then they're laughing for ages and then they just stop and carry on talking and yeah. it's just it's a slack of the cliche yeah. of it always ends with that but you don't know what they're laughing yeah. about there's no reason for them to be laughing it's but the whole just, casserole dishes as well oh yeah. she had the same dish over so many of them <laughs> and even the fact the that one. she gives the casserole dishes to everyone yeah. like <laughs> and it's, it's like a, a slightly filtered down airplane or anything like that yeah, yeah, re- yeah because yeah. again it's not too extreme even um, in the hospital when she's there recovering at the end and everyone comes in and everyone that comes in the first thing say I feel I owe you an apology yeah. <laughs> and you remember her neighbour yeah um, Carol who, yeah, yeah. Says, says you're not in my prayers anymore <laughs> this is really good like this is the thing. I'm not no more hearts and prayers for you no. No, but the way they go on about you need to get over your daughter's death yeah. like, it's time for you to move, move on, on. Yeah. it's three years now yeah. and did you notice as well when she goes to visit the grave there's a different message at the bottom like a one party every time yeah no oh yeah watch it again for that because there's, like the first time it just says um, dancing dance in he- you can dance in heaven where no one can see you or dance like where yeah, no one yeah, can see yeah. you and the last one is there's no eye in heaven yeah yeah <laughs> casserole to the <laughs> bread <laughs> oh, oh no it actually superb. is so good um we did give a lot away there but ah. <laughs> do do watch it because there's still so much more in it that is yeah. just it's just lovely and i actually thought her paintings were beautiful um oh come on that's the whole idea is the fact that they're they're all I mean they're not rubbish no but, but they're, they're not just the, they're not the m- no, masterpieces of flowers yeah because yeah. it's flowers but I still thought they were quite <laughs> nice she's in hospital and she's oh yeah it's again. like a little Frida, Ka- Frida Kahlo situation yeah. where she starts clearly that but also the painted pouring down on her face <laughs> sorry we are going to give away yeah, yeah, too yeah. much it's and the amount of flowers then in the room yeah. <laughs> I would be te- if I was her husband I'd be telling stop sending her flowers <laughs> <laughs> anyway right um, we'll wrap it up there. Um, so next next time we'll be talking about a film that's in the cinema. I'm guessing it might be the Sir Sharona one because that's uh, soon to come. I don't think that'll be ready in time. I have ideas of what we might do. All right. We'll, talk well keep an eye after. out. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, it's. Um, I was really excited for this episode because of the of the woman, whatever. So, <laughs> yeah. So I've been uh, Marina Gorski, and I've been Mick Jordan. Woohoo!